Welcome to the Gatecast and our journey through the Stargate, through SG-1, Atlantis and Stargate Universe. Destiny. The design is clearly ancient, launched hundreds of thousands of years ago. We were on a ship, but we have no idea where we are in relation to Earth. These are the wrong people in the wrong place. Shoot it. Why'd you do that? He told me to. I have a gun. What happened? Greer. Greer shot him. Each week, Alan and Mike will be following the adventures of the crew of the Destiny, along with one or two guest hosts. Join us for everything that is Stargate Universe. Welcome to episode 335 of the Gatecast, podcast dedicated to the three live-action series of Stargate, as well as dabbling in the novels and games as well. As with last week, this episode suffers from the corrupted audio recording, so the overall presentation is going to be slightly different to how we normally release an episode, so please bear with us. Our guest this week is Steve, who is very much a dedicated podcaster, who has a number of shows he's involved with both in front of the microphone and behind. So as always, great to have him join us on the show. Right, my side of the audio is pretty much scrap, so with the cues from Stephen Allen, along with the action on screen, I am hoping I can remember what I was talking about. It's not ideal, given I'm the one with all the show notes, but let's see how it turns out. This week we are going to be taking a look at the Stargate Universe Season 2 episode, Cloverdale. And I'll admit my first thought was a certain found footage movie from a few years ago. And perhaps there was some influence in this story as well. As we see events from a certain point of view, and those events not exactly what they appear to be. Anyhow, the episode, again, is going to be a little short, with none of the discussion and banter available to me. So let's listen to this week's promo, which is from the Babylon Project podcast. A show hosted by Jim and Raoul, in which they discuss Babylon 5, an episode at a time. The Babylon Project was our last best hope for Scott. A self-contained podcast, one hour long, located on the internet. A place of fun and discussion for Babylon 5 fans everywhere. A shining beacon in cyberspace, all alone in the night. It was the dawn of the 20th anniversary of Babylon 5, the year the great war to free Bab 5 came upon us all. This is the story of the last of the Babylon podcasts. The year is 2014. The name of the place is the Babylon Project Podcast. Hi, this is Raul from the Babylon Project Podcast. Jim and I would like to invite you to join us as we celebrate the 20th anniversary of one of the most important sci-fi series of all time, Babylon 5. We'll be making our way through all five seasons with commentary and thoughts and a little bit of fun. Find us at babylonprojectpodcast.wordpress.com or you can find us on iTunes. Look forward to hearing from you. And remember, no boom today, boom tomorrow. There's always a boom tomorrow. Okay, as normal, the video which we are going to be watching to guide our discussion was taken from the Region 2 DVD and the runtime is 41 minutes 45 seconds. We are currently paused the black screen with the counter set to zero. Alan will shortly give us a 3 to 1 countdown, and when he says clicky, then we'll all press play, and the sync should be close enough for jazz. The podcast is produced to be standalone, but no reason really you cannot watch the episode in tandem, 
if you so choose. Either way, enjoy, and don't be shy about letting us know what you think. Contact info will be provided at the end of the podcast. Before I forget, our Stargate Atlanta's favourite episode poll is open for voting. Links on the website and social media portals. Plus, if you leave a piece of contact info, you will be entered into the prize draw, some Stargate-related goodies. Right then, let's pass over to Alan and <laughs> the original recording. On that note, Steve, you got the pick last time. Ah, let's go with Scottish. <laughs> um, I don't have the pronunciation, unfortunately. I know it's a variation. <laughs> I thought it'd be funny to hear him try. <laughs> Alan? Yes, I'm trying to work something out in my head. Give me a second. Call me. Whoa. A hain. Clicky. This is what destiny intended from the moment it entered the star system. Right, as always, Nicholas Rush introduces the episode and we get the previously on. Cloverdale, Season 2, Episode 5 of Stargate Universe, the Gatecast Episode 335. This episode was written by Brad Wright and directed by Alex Chappelle. Premiered in America and Canada, October 26, 2010. Sweden, December 31st. Germany, February 24th, 2011. And Hungary, April 8th, 2014. Unsurprisingly, there are no TV shows with episodes of the same name. No movies, or shorts. Unique, really. Right, another short and sweet introduction. Let's return to the previously. Did you? I don't know. So the chair kills off any potential alien matter inside her while leaving her human side unaffected. She's breathing and her pulse is steady. Did it work? We'll soon find out, won't we? Right, they're on a bus. A real bus. Location shooting in Cloverdale. In Surrey, British Columbia. Is there Surrey in British Columbia? Indeed there is. Coming into town. Brian J. Smith and Elise Levesque did the commentary for this episode. Recorded it a week after shooting wrapped up for the second season. Recorded it in uh, Lauren's apartment on his couch. Like I said, Cloverdale is a genuine town. Used very often for shooting town scenes by Canadian productions. Do you recognise it? Particularly from a show that lasted a decade? Uh, It reminded me of a town called Eureka at some point. But that didn't run for ten years, though. Damn, I thought my dad might be here. Think of Clark Kent and Superman, or more importantly, where he's from. Ah, uh, yes. Yep, Smallville. There they are. Hey, guys! Oh! Whoa! In the extras, they show how they did that. And they actually had one of the stuntmen actually being hit by the car. And the way he had to jump was quite good, but you just thought, Ow! Matthew! Matthew. Yeah, it was a great practical stunt. The stuntman had to jump just before the car hit him, so he'd catch the bulk of the force on the hip. Brian got to do some of the uh, preliminary work, and strangely enough, they had a hailstorm just before they were ready to shoot this scene. Yeah, you forgive there's a greater degree of personal residence for that one with me? Well, I hesitate to say it's your fault you got run over three times. So you didn't learn your lesson? <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to insult me? Steve, are you aware of how many times I've been hit by motor vehicles as the pedestrian? A few is accurate, since a few is three or four. It's three. How many of those have they got? Remotes. 
as many as they need. Lucky for me. Yeah. Where's Chloe? Uh, something about a dress. She's gonna meet you at the house. <laughs> I guess I'm anxious to see her. I'll say. You already got yourself killed the day before your wedding. Okay then, Hansel Poo's thinking, what the hell is going on here? We recognize the characters, we don't recognize the situations. Alternate reality, dreamscape, VR game. Aww. The daddy he never had. I do like his arm, what they did to it. Guys, we can move him. It looks all gnarly. Doesn't look organic either. Yeah. You'll be able to help him once we're back on the ship, right? We can't risk taking him aboard. It's too dangerous. What? Rush is right. I hesitate to point out that telling Rush he's right too many times is not going to work out very well. The man's ego is already too big. No hesitation from Greer handing over his weapon to Chloe. His mate Scott needs help. Come on, come on, move your feet in line. Come on. Hey. I run ahead, contact Destiny. Trying to get a sent back medical supplies if I'm fast. I'll get back before you reach the gate, okay? Or to the cynical mind, everybody died. I did my best to save them. Let's go. Remote. Seems a bit counterproductive to have to find the person with the remote. Not a lot to send more than one per team. Yeah, when you look at it, at least two or three members of the party have got to have remotes, just in case. Wow, oh, this hasn't changed one bit. <laughs> You'll notice pretty quickly the two scenes, the alien planet and Cloverdale, shot very differently. They wanted to make it very clear these were two very separate storylines. No confusion at all, not that you needed it, but an interesting take. Soon you'll also see a picture of young Brian. John Lennock, the producer, rang Brian's mother, asked her if she had any photographs she was willing to share, and she sent in a whole box full. Bless her. <laughs> God, I love mums. You get married, you start a family, you grow old and die happy. Very original. <laughs> well, it echoes the sentiment, doesn't it? They mention anything about the labels on the beer bottles? No, they didn't. And for some reason, Eli looks at the label. But he's a local boy, and that's probably a local brew. So it should be familiar. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Ronald, as the best man, it was your job to organise the bachelor party. I wonder if this is an insight into Scott's character. He's expecting a bachelor party, but he's kind of put off by the fact that Chloe is off doing her own thing and not at his beck and call. <laughs> not quite running towards each other on a beach. My, that's a firm grip he's got of her. Video boy, Kiefer Sutherland might have something to say over here. <laughs> well done, Eli. You're missing the juicy stuff. I couldn't be there to meet you. The train was too long after I changed my shoes. Oh, that can be taken a wholly different way. Matt, what did you do to your arm? Oh, I, I got hit by a car. I wonder if Young had any input into his cardigan. Are you sure? Hope not. Maybe you don't look so good. No, not the cardigan. Matt? Time's an issue, I get it. Oh, dear. Lieutenant Johansson's medicinals. One of everything you can get your hands on. But especially the alien venom. Nothing she's tried so far has had any effect. Wow, this world does look alien. And here we see the cameras doing a lot more movement than in Cloverdale. Yeah, they've done that a lot throughout the universe, having different shooting styles for dream sequences and memories and things like that. Although it's never been consistent how they've done it. Plus, in a way, 
each of the things they've done have been slightly different sort of rushed it was memories in a chair in this it's him sort of hallucinating i suppose wakey wakey you fainted i got it on video if you want it oh thanks eli well done eli perfect for the wedding reception why the heck would i faint you did just get hit by a car ronald said you haven't eaten all day elise actually asked why wasn't she in this scene her fiance has just fainted and she was nowhere to be found. So they gave her a plate of sandwiches and told her just to bring them in. Your girlfriend, you enjoy yourself, we'll, we'll leave the lights on. Now that's more like Colonel Young. Okay. Your father has spoken, young man. Oh, you're going to hate the cake. Would you stop worrying so much about one day? Think about all the days after that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, now you've said about Smallville, I recognise the theatre. Far afield. Sounds like a blockbuster to me. <laughs> Yay! Our favourite lion. Oh yeah, it's been a while since we've had the lion roaring us into an episode. That's where we came here, isn't it? That's a rip-off. That popcorn bucket's not even two-thirds full. Perhaps that's a medium. Yeah, but you usually when you buy them it's like spilling over. Yeah, it did great trying to get the thing to work. I see it's got artificial butter on it. Let it go, Alan. Let it go. Right, here we have Movie Chloe, played by Matita Barber, recently been in Arrow and Supernatural, and Movie Scott, played by Cole Humphrey. The word was that they were trying to get some fairly high-profile cameos for these two roles, and uh, no idea or why that fell through. But always good to see the uh, second unit given free reign. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a, a good way to show what happened. Ooh, pretty flowers. His reaction. Get out of there. Don't you just want to run through it barefoot? Yeah. Be so beautiful. It wasn't this the bit where the, he was just hanging on to a green screen pole or something. Yep, this is a scene. I'm not saying this is the day of the Triffids, but it's the day of the Triffids. Here we go, fake Scott holding on to a long green pole so they can CGI the Triffid. Emote, young man, emote. thing is, if you're looking carefully, you'll notice that it wasn't just him that infected. I didn't actually notice it myself until the third time I watched it, I think it was. It's like, ah, of course. <laughs> sorry. Matthew! What is wrong with you? You don't remember any of that actually happening. No, it's a movie. She looks unconvinced. She does not concerned. She looks pissed off. She was really enjoying the movie. Or oh, the popcorn. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know what's wrong with me. I, you really don't like scary movies, do you, Scott? Admit it. Hang on, I left my purse. She got back in for the popcorn or a handbag? Well, she did say she left a purse. She could be lying, of course. There could be some sort of ulterior motive. What was that about? I have no idea. Look, I can stall for a while, but you'll have to let them know we're going to be early. Ah, and it's Private Becker, Jeffrey Bauer Chapman. They're throwing everybody into this episode. All right, let's unpack the supplies and get them on the sled. What did you ask for? Everything I can think of. Venom was top of the list. All right, I'll try it first. Is it spread beyond the arm? No, not yet. 
Good. <laughs> Just to like define the bounce off. Like, if you have to ask, you probably won't want to hear the answer. <laughs> His face is just, just like, what's that for? <laughs> Only enough to hit him. Hey, you want to go to Mr. Brody's for a bite? Now? Matthew Scott. Hey, Mr. Volker. Dale, please. I'm your pharmacist, for God's sakes. Yeah, when he said Mr. Volker, I was thinking high school teacher. We're getting married this weekend. Right. Yes, I, I, I did hear something about that. <laughs> wow. That must be... Oh, this is both embarrassing and awkward. He sounds like the puppy that hasn't been invited to the party. And I don't think that sentence makes any sense at all. What are you up to? Uh, on our way to Brody's. But uh, I, I don't think they're open yet. Do you? Uh, why don't we find out? No, it's, it's no problem. No problem. I love it. In the commentary, Geeky Patrick. And they're right. This is very much Patrick Gilmore to the max. Patrick, of course, is currently starring in the new show Travellers. Time travel adventure? Well, sort of. You had the impression he had a crush on Chloe? Maybe dated Chloe briefly? Dated? No. Maybe she had a detention, maybe she smiled at him once. And that's all it took in his mind. I've got to say though, the cinematography of this scene is absolutely gorgeous. The sun shining on Chloe and Scott's face. Although Volker's haircut nearly ruins the whole bloody episode. Creepy backward glance. And don't you think he should have patches on his elbows? Very effective mood lighting. It's all night, huh? Oh no, place is packed. Everyone's hiding. What? What the f***? Where'd they come from? Ancient beaming devices. Don't drink and teleport. It's this extra dimensional space. Moving, huh? I was blue. It didn't have his vocal was stalling. Uh, yes, you are. That's what my work is done. I have delivered you to your bachelor party. Better early than ever. Ah, there we go. Chloe was supposed to distract Scott by taking him to a movie, and when that kind of fell through, Volker was sent out to distract him and slow him down even further. Job well done. To my boy who's getting hitched. What? That's a really bad idea to have a bachelor party the day before the wedding. She's doing all the grunt work. She gets assigned all the tasks of just rounding people up. What's that supposed to do? Hopefully dull the pain. Still spreading towards us. Probably following the vibrations in the movement. Anything? The venom had no effect. That's disappointing. I just expect one of them to come out and go, Feed me, Seymour! Feed me now! <laughs> I haven't seen that film for years. Me neither. No. I know it looks no, extreme. he wouldn't want that! Any rational person would give up a limit for men saving their life. Hey! We wait too long and it spreads to the rest of his body. Well, <laughs> those things are still coming this way. Guys, you know you're in science fiction when you're being chased by plants. Man eating killer plants. No, we're almost to the gate. We'll do it then. Oh, that's comforting. We'll cut his arm off in a bit. Not right now. We're definitely getting the music. Yeah, I'm starting to bounce up now. Grizz, the steady cam operator for this scene, is literally bouncing up and down while he films this. Hello, Julia Benson. Bless her. Greer looks like he's having a hell of a time. Where's the brother? <laughs> What's wrong with it? <laughs> hey, you're my best friend, you are. I never tried to kill you. This is your fault. I've been called a good man, a strong man, an angry man, but I've never been called. 
Until now, huh? <laughs> I don't know about anybody else, but I've seen where this tends to end up. Too much alcohol, and you end up saying something that you regret in the morning. Or in the evening, if the, uh, <laughs> if the groom takes offence. Come on, night's young. Come on, that's it. Keep you coming. Yeah, I think you are cut off. That is not the first time you've told me that. You catch my drift. Let's not forget who them too. An awkward moment with Matt's ex. Are you flirting with me the night before your wedding? Hey, I still got a whole 19 hours of freedom left. Okay, well then let's go. Whoa, blimey. So, Vanessa and Scott have had a little dalliance before, as in uh, Icarus base as well. Sounds like she dumped him. But she still holds a, holds a flame for him. And he's there on the eve of his wedding. Cards down. Let's run away together. And then he kicks out. I wonder if that's because he's in front of friends and family. What would he have done if he'd been on his own? You honestly weren't planning on driving, were you? Well, hey, Telford. Oh, he's in the happy drunk mode, isn't he? No sign of Camille Ray, though. Are they going to shoot Honor in? Well, no disrespect intended, but... Perhaps the local lady of the night. Lady of negotiable affection. Just a friendly ride home. Call it a wedding present. I think the bloke behind in the shopping trolley is also a little bit drunk. Seems to be swaying a lot. <laughs> ah yes, the tried and trusted in-car camera shot. Couple of guys rocking the car. Another one with the headlights in the back, as you say, the shopping trolley. In many ways, it looks better than the rear projection shot. And that annoys me. You can see a movie that's got fifty, hundred million dollar budget. Then they have a rear projection car shot, which looks like it's been done by film students. Dave, why? Why do you always got to start a fight? It's a conversation. You guys ever wonder what's real? Because ever, ever since I got home, I keep thinking that I'm, so, I'm someone else. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not myself. Alcohol can have that effect. I, I don't really drink. I can see that. Telford is fairly soaring away at that wheel, isn't he? It depends if it's got no power steering. Depends how old the car is. You're going to be swerving from side to side along the road. When you wake up. If you wake up. You're going to feel guilty for things you've done or said. Some of you won't even remember. You'll just be a blur. And you're going to wonder if you're ever going to feel like the person you used to be again. Oh, dear. Well, isn't that interesting from Telford? Now, remember, this is happening inside Matt's mind. So is he hearing Telford expressing regret over... The betrayal when he was under the influence of the Lucian Alliance? Or is this Matt's voice regretting how he's treated women before meeting Chloe? Is, does he regret how he's treated Chloe or the mother of his son? Hmm. Wow. This is deep. Have you done this before? Uh, that rush for a bright guy? That's a really dumb question. How are we going to have sex again if he's only got one arm? Two arms, not essential. Ready? Again, love the scenery. Just the colour correction, giving the trees a very different look. Yeah, it got the purple leaves, wasn't it? It's in his bloodstream. No point in this moment. Not if it's spreading internally. Come on, Rush. Don't sound so disappointed. So what do we do now? We've got three hours before the ship goes into FTL. Uh, Sergeant, let's keep at it. There's no this we can this, still. This is an enemy this. you can't fight. Watch me. Three hours. That's the clock. Not really. Why is Greer suddenly gone southern? Is this a default drill sergeant type thing? He hasn't actually said y'all yet, but 
Give him time. Battle of shit. We can't take him back to Destiny. We're already being I famous. know that. I need some things. Oh, God. Rush. Matt. Wakey, wakey, Matthew. Your fiance is rocking you gently. She could be more brutal. Isn't that what you're supposed to do at a bachelor party? <laughs> Wrong answer. <laughs> Playing the cute card. Risky. Too risky. Is that why you're getting married? Mayday, mayday. Loaded question. Loaded question. No, why would you say that? That's it. Put the onus on air, Scott. Make her squirm. So you're not just coming back from war to marry your high school sweetheart because you're supposed to because you think it's the right thing to do chloe if you were pregnant then maybe it would be the right thing to do then again maybe not but you're not pregnant and he wants to marry you you want to marry him the morning of your wedding is a little late be having these issues you have to talk to the justice of the peace at 10 about our vows I know. You have to pick up your tuxedos. I know, Chloe. Love the way the sunlight brings out the colour of her hair. I really, really have to be. <laughs> okay, a laugh or slap in the face. <laughs> okay, Scott, I think you won that one. On points, but you won it. Another nice view of the destiny. There's something about the destiny when they do the close-up shots of the... Well, not the model, the CGI design. The level of detail is just about right, not too intricate. Obviously, she's a big ship. We have no idea what the next stage of infection entails. Even if we were to manage to move him from the gate room into quarantine, it's just a matter of time before the infected area would burst open and release microscopic spores into the ship's air. All we would have to do is breathe it in, and the same thing that's happening to Scott can happen to all of us from the inside out. Yeah, but you can't say that for sure. But we have to assume that this thing has infected Scott in order to spread, one way or another. It's is I like the way it shows that she's so happy to give all the information and possibilities that as soon as he starts asking questions and she's just like, uh, I'm not telling you to do anything. It's just like, I don't want the responsibility of saying keep him off and leave him behind. She doesn't want that guilt. No, she doesn't. As deep a ditch as you can dig, then the barricade. Doesn't have to be pretty, just quick. Anything outside of that is the kill zone. We gotta hold a gate for three hours. A classic military situation. Limited number of personnel. Defend a position against overwhelming odds. Reminds me of the movie Zulu. Of course, <laughs> if this turns out like that, the series is finished. Hi, I'm Matt Scott. You're marrying me tonight? I mean, me and my girlfriend? I wasn't confused. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't confused. So, uh, I guess we just want to go with the usual. Not giving it much thought, has he? The usual. I don't know if Rush can really carry off that waistcoat. You know, uh, dearly beloved. I know what wedding vows are. Yeah, it's not, that's cold. That's not very comforting, is it? Nor should it be. Okay, he's not getting married in a church by a priest. He's having a legal ceremony, a civil ceremony, but you still should be taking it pretty seriously. It should be planned out. You should know what you want. You should know what will appeal to your future bride, the woman you're going to be marrying and maybe spending the rest of your life with. Scott doesn't seem to be totally committed, as we've seen already with Vanessa. He is wavering. My dad is a great man. He looks terrified. 
thing is, when it comes to a wedding, deciding on what you're doing with your vows is done so much more in advance. It's just like, why would you be doing that now? Traditional vows, that is. This office space was actually a room in the farmhouse. The owner of the house uses it as an office. Is there anything else we need to talk about? I don't know, is there? Oh boy, he is intimidating. Way too scary for a justice of the peace. Well, I suppose in this, he has only just come back from being deployed, I suppose. But still, you'd get some, like, Skype conversation or saying where you'd say, how about this or this? I tell you the truth, I, th I think I'm... I think I'm losing it. Just pre-wedding nerves. Perfectly understandable. Have you spoken to your father? Every time I try to say something, he tells me everything's great. I should just be happy. Ah, the sage advice of great man. I can see it in his eyes. Love it. In this incarnation... Rush doesn't like Young, has contempt for him. This is exactly how Scott sees him. Well, you know, I'm not a great man, Matthew. But I can tell you that fear, well, it's just one of those things in this world that proves beyond the shadow of a doubt that you're truly alive. Well, that is certainly not Rush. That is some side of Matthew's in those words. But they are good words. That's got to be said. Ring of truth about him. You are going to die, Matthew. Self-realisation to the max. Very prophetic. We all will. Eventually. He also keeps referring to him as Matthew. Sort of a more religious connotation to that rather than just Matt. I never actually noticed that. But yeah, I wonder if his mother always called him Matthew. The dearly beloved business. I'll be there. Your whole self, please. <laughs> Come on, a bit more enthusiasm, Scott, please. Even Rush is smiling now. Can never have too much tactical information. Probably why they did it through the key now. What we can see above ground must only be a fraction of the whole organism. The bulk of it has to be like an enormous root system that extends outward from the flora, dormant until its prey gets close enough to get stung and survive just long enough to spread spores. So this could be a single creature covering the whole world. That's a frightening thought. Maybe properties of both, like coral. Except its growth rate smacks right up against the laws of thermodynamics. It spreads upon contact, and it resisted every chemical TJ's exposed to it. What about water? Maybe M. Nachalaman was right. Greer is literally cool under literal fire. This is Greer's element. This is what Greer does. Dream danger, combat situation, Greer is seventh heaven. Hell yeah. Also nice to see the return of the flamethrowers that Greer made for the episode Water. Seems to be a lot of them. They somehow managed to get some more fuel. Obviously they came across a planet that had uh, industrial-grade petroleum somewhere. I'm pretty sure they're not actually uh, using Brody's still to generate the alcohol. Then again, maybe. Understood, sir. TJ, that means you too. Uh, sir, I'd like to keep trying. Don't make me come down there and get you. You know they had fun doing this. No question about it. Were you even here, Chloe? Weren't they still using a quarantine system? Not allowing anybody back until they'd done the blood test? I think they did. How long? I don't know. He's strong, so probably longer than we can stay. No, I'm not leaving him. Chloe, I just got orders to send everybody but Greer's team back to the ship, and that includes you. Tomorrow, I have a right to stay. No, you don't. I'm not leaving. We just want an excuse to take Chloe's shirt off. 
only thing is, is you don't see that hole in her top again. She's one of the very few people that seems to have multiple outfits. <laughs> also worth pointing out that a lot of this scene, you are hearing a lot of action. You're not seeing it, but you're hearing it, so all credit to the sound designers. You can hear the monster plants screeching in the background, flamethrowers, gunfire. It could have been a microscopic droplet for all we know. It grew right through the material. It's a miracle you weren't infected. Yes, a miracle. That the blood never actually touched the skin, never got absorbed into a bloodstream. Hmm. Where's Ronan's gun when you need it? Yeah, it'd make short work of that. Because this is bloody dangerous. And it doesn't quite look like it's working either. I'm just glad they didn't try wasting bullets, because the amount of times, like, the dinosaur, just like, why keep firing at it? Okay, listen up, everyone not on Sergeant Greer's fire team is going back through the Stargate. Each of you needs to be checked for traces of the organism on your person before you go. Eyes only, use the buddy system, okay? So for now, it's perfectly okay to ogle the object of your desire. It's in the line of duty. No, Eli, you cannot take video. <laughs> that sounds so unlike Eli. <laughs> she trying to get infected? Yeah, that's what I thought straight away. Eli, that means you. I, I've been checking myself every 30 seconds. Just give me a minute, okay? Wow, every 30 seconds. That's stamina. Or, well, <laughs> an embarrassment. What Eli is going to say is, she's trying to get infected. The one time he's not stalking it. Damn. We look good. Is that you or Kiefer talking? Oh, I think Mr. Sutherland would agree. Alright, they fit. Where's Eli got a 70s Buffon parent, by the way? Is that a wig or is that just restart? Because it looks similar, but brushed differently. <laughs> well, David's hair is naturally curly. They spend a lot of time in makeup just straightening it out. So that could be his natural hairdo. When is this meant to be set? I'm just saying that we've, we've known each other a long time, and I can pretty much tell when something is Wait, just... Wait, you know me? Ooh, that's got a bit of a bite to it. You're not that deep. Brian, in the commentary, said this was one of his favourite scenes of the series. He was able to act in a very subtle manner, watch his expressions on his face. It's not done directly through dialogue, it's his reactions to what's been saying, how he delivers the few lines he has. Very proud of it. Look at the eyes. If you're having cold feet, I think that... Oh, listen, listen, I'm going to marry Chloe. We're going to have a half dozen kids. Buy a house on my dad's street. We're going to renovate it together. Play catch with the kids in the front yard and go to Brody's every Friday night. You can videotape the whole dang thing. Be careful, Scott. You're coming across a little defensive. And to be honest, if I was Chloe, I would be looking for something a little bit more adventuresome. That is a very generic and vanilla marriage. I don't think you believe that yourself. Yeah, I think Scott is selling himself a bill of goods. We done? Now, now, temper, temper. Guy's only doing his job. Oh, he's going. He's going. Oh, timber. If, if you can hear me, I just want you to know that nobody's giving up on you. If you can give me some kind of sign that I can jag Chloe once you're dead. Jag? Surely you mean offer aid and comfort to the grieving young woman. I mean, you should see Gert's face. He's taking no prisoners. Has been said, Greer, having the time of his life. He's let him rip. Eli! Okay. Eli! I asked for one lousy minute. Where's Chloe? Chloe! 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 
hang on a minute, the area they've created around the Stargate is not that big. And are you telling me she's walked a few yards to the left, or to the right, depending upon your point of view, and came across one of those plants? It wasn't that hard. It doesn't even hurt that much. Chloe, why would you do that? They weren't going to let me stay. Now they have no choice. Now you can't come back. She's already made up of one. Yeah, I would have thought she would have been stronger. Like, look, I'm infected, can't come back, I'll stay with him. Looking at the reactions of everybody, Eli is heartbroken, Rush, ever the pragmatist. Even TJ looks a little disappointed, but falling back onto a job. Scott, he's just lying there. Ah, more lingering looks between Chloe and Eli, words not being said. At this point, I assume they believe they'll never see each other again. Well, if you're going to wake up and see TJ looking down upon you in that rather severe hairdo, could be worse. Your friend's called 911. The bloke on the left looking very relieved, like, oh, that's not an insurance claim I want to deal with. <laughs> By a car yesterday. No, don't listen to him. That was nothing. Um, I just had a little too much to drink last night. You could be low on electrolytes. Awesome, let's go with that. Okay, well, just to be safe, I'm going to take him to the hospital. No, 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 no. I'm getting married tonight, and I'm going to be there if they have to prop me up with a stick. Actually, traditionally, the job of the best man to marry the bride if the groom isn't available. Eli knew that he wouldn't have given up being the best man. Too right. Okay, we know this is filmed on the set. We know that the, obviously, the course is CGI. The packing crates are real, the gate is real, all the background is CGI green screen, but it looks bloody fantastic. I think the use of the real flamethrowers really adds to the effect, the lighting works, the mission is in dire straits. It's very believable. Ah, and that doesn't look... They're not even stuck with these analogies, are they? (laughs) Yeah, I'm okay. That's a long, long, long close-up of the infected arm. I guess that they put a lot of money and effort into it, so they wanted to give it as much screen time as possible. Chloe, before I go, please tell me you didn't do this to keep a dying boy company. The organism got on my clothes. I know it touched my skin. It had to. I should have been infected, but I wasn't. So you decided to test if you were immune? Yeah, it's definitely one way to prove a theory. <laughs> Matt was in agony by now. Lieutenant Jones. All we need to know what the clock is, the numbers are going down. You think that T-shirt would be shown somewhere by now? Hey. Hey, look, it's a Stargate. <laughs> yeah. How's your boy doing? Oh, he's fantastic. You know, why is the plastic man on the cape? But that's just nerves. Congratulations. Thank you. It's true. I nearly killed him yesterday. Ran right over him. When you get down to it, Brody, nearly is just nearly. I told you to keep that thing out of my face. And as with every get-together where there's one person with a camera, a lot of fun to begin with, but eventually it gets tiring, it gets annoying, and you just want to tell him where to get off. Make sure you get a shot of Chloe coming in. Right. Good call there by Scott. You don't really want to miss the bride coming into the, well, not the church, but the building. you got a feeling that Eli really wouldn't make a cameraman. Another day. There he is. How's my boy? You ready? The old standby. Campbell's chicken soup. What? What do you mean no? I mean, I don't know if I can do this. What if 
it doesn't work out? What if it's wrong? What, what if I hurt her? Well, you, you would never do that. Oh, we're so different from each other. Can you give us a second? Well, this will be familiar. How many times have we seen Jung and Scott have a one-to-one -one with the older officer lecturing the younger man? Here we have the family equivalent of the father lecturing the son about his responsibilities in terms of marriage. And not only that, the fact that he's probably paid a lot for this wedding. <laughs> Wake up. Nice. Wake up. Throughout the Cloverdale illusion, Scott has got progressively worse. The pallor of his skin, the bloodshot eyes. Right now he looks on death's door. TJ's taking blood from Chloe, and it isn't blue, so that's one thing. Obviously they can't tell if it's got any sort of antibodies. Blood looks normal to me. No, but it's not normal. They changed me. You said the chair undid all that. Well, obviously she relapsed. In other words, once again, I lied. It's given her immunity to this organism. Look, look, I'm already healing. Well, they needed a miracle and it looks like they've got it. And pass whatever the aliens did to her onto him. Well, I think that's a bargain he'd be willing to make, don't you? Lucky old Scott. I think at this point, yeah, it's worth a try. You really have got nothing to lose. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here in the face of this company, to join this man and this woman in matrimony. You mad fools. It is not to be entered into unadvisedly or lightly, but reverently, discreetly, advisedly, and solemnly. Marriage. Marriage, Marriage is what brings us together today. Marriage, that wicked arrangement. I apologise, I just couldn't resist. Anyhow... Eli looks smart. Scott looks dead on his feet. Chloe looks absolutely radiant. Matthew and Chloe make a commitment to embrace their dreams. And now we see, as the blood transfuses into Scott, he looks better in this reality. He's gaining his strength back, his colouring. He's being cured. The amount of times they show the clock, and it's just like, if only we knew what the numbers were. <laughs> it would actually help, because for all we know, that says they've still got another hour. <laughs> if any person can show just cause why they may not be joined together. Then let them speak now, or forever hold their peace. Now he brings it up. Not totally unexpected, now we get to see Eli when that question is asked. Damn things don't want to burn, I'm running out of fuel. His pulse is getting stronger, I just need a little more time. I can't give it to you. Put the remote, don't forget the remote, you've left the remote there. Oh, what the hell? Please, I know it's working. So is it. Last time we dialed the gate, did you see how it reacted? We're just gonna keep dialing over and over. Red by the time we leave. Not we, just me. This ramp is about to get crowded. I need you two to get out of here. Sergeant. Go, go. Here's this thing with the gate going off. It is saying it's probably taken off SG-1 when they're on that moon with the... The bugs, lots and lots of bugs. Out of fuel, Matt's still not awake, Young is panicking. Do you, Matthew, take Chloe to be your wife? The music that you're listening to, playing at the wedding scene, is an arioso from Johann Sebastian Bach. I'm not sure exactly which one. Wiki failed me. <laughs> well, folks, this looks like the end for Chloe, Scott and Greer, trapped on an alien world. Stuck between the Stargate and some bloody great big triffids. Will you love her, comfort her, honour and keep her in sickness and in health? Well, the sickness part, well, 
She's doing that already. For richer, for poorer, for better, for worse. <laughs> we know what's coming, but it's brilliant. <laughs> I love that part. Now you see it, now you don't. Keep yourself only unto her, for as long as you both shall live. That may be hard for Scott to do. <laughs> Whoa, we don't want to see that in the morning. That was just like, no pause, no consideration, just bang, 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 bang. That whole montage sequence took a full day to edit. That's a lot of video to go through. Come on! Just drag him up the ramp. Don't try to get him on his feet. Let's go! What generates the steam? This is what I've always wondered. Is it steam? Welcome home, son. Very formal. Thank you, sir. I, uh, I don't know how they did it, but... Unfortunately, I do know. Oh dear. Can't be ignored either. The three of you will undergo decontamination right away. Yes, sir. As for the two of you, you'll be placed in quarantine indefinitely until I decide what to do with you. Sir? I'll let Miss Armstrong explain. Miss Armstrong, not Chloe. Young, taking protection in being more formal. And very sweet, just as within the other reality, two of them holding hands. Hands surprisingly big. Oh, there are there, are, <laughs> there are so many places you could go with that, but no, I'm not going to. The look in both their eyes, they've been through hell, but they are together. Okay, no disagreements from anybody. That is a beautiful shot. The two of them framed by the Stargate. So, just based on what you said about the last one, didn't that episode go a lot faster? Yes, it did. The only slow part seemed to be where Volga was involved and it's just like, yeah, shut up, go away, <laughs> you're creepy. <laughs> I think they were hoping that the humour would offset the slowing down of the story, which was the point, of course, of that scene. Yeah. That felt like about 20 minutes. Alright then, we've got the trivia for this episode. It was written by Brad Wright, who is, of course, the creator of Stargate SG-1. Atlantis and the Universe, also the creator of Travellers, which is airing at the moment. He did write 18 episodes of SG-1, 3 episodes of Atlantis, and 6 episodes of the Universe. He's also written for Portagast Legacy, The Outer Limits, The Odyssey, Highlander, Neon Rider, Forever Night, and The New Adventures of the Black Stallion. This episode was directed by Alex Chappelle, very, very busy director on the TV circuit. He's worked on Traders, Queer as Folk, Law and Order Criminal Intent, Rookie Blue, Covert Affairs, Being Erica, The Americans, Bones, Blue Bloods, Chicago Fire, and four episodes of Stargate Universe, Life, Subversion, Cloverdale, and Epilogue. Right then, that was Cloverdale. Thank you very much for joining us on this podcast, which, with last week, suffered from some corrupted audio. Had to make do with what we got. Thank you to Alan and Steve for supplying me with their audio. It helped enormously. Although, the episode will be a bit short because we haven't got as much talking to do. <laughs> so, let me get this straight. You want me to talk more. I will remind you of this, and you will be forced to remind yourself of this many, many, many times. As you know, Alan does all his talking before the podcast has. <laughs> ah, <laughs> Give me material to cut in for when I'm quiet. Jack? Daniel, are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. Once again, 
Brad did us a great favour by sending in some feedback he recorded for us. Let's listen to what he has to say. Hello, Alan Mike and the Gatecast listeners. This is Brad from Australia with some feedback for this week's episode, Cloverdale. Cloverdale. Ah, the worst altered reality crossover thing episode. I really don't like this. I think this is my worst of season two. So that's been my feedback. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you all again next week. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay, then. Thank you very much, Brad. I don't totally disagree. I don't totally agree. Stargate's done better alternate reality shows by far. But I've also seen a lot worse. Not on Stargate. But we'll let it go at that, shall we? Here are our contact details. If you do fancy getting in touch with us, then you can do so via the contact form, which is on our website, which is gatecast.co.uk. Or you can send us an email using gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook and Google+. Plus and carried on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio. You'll find all these links on the Gatecast website. We would appreciate a rating or review on any of these services to help promote the show. We thank those that have done so. The standalone RSS feed, which lists every episode we've released so far, can also be found on the website under Mission Reports. That link can be copied and manually added to a podcatcher, and that will give you direct access to all the shows we've released, unlike iTunes, which only lists the previous 25. Right, let's get back to the show and wrap everything up. Okay then, thank you for listening to Cloverdale. Next week we are going to be watching Trial and Error. My skin's changing. We've got a bit of a situation. On the next all-new Stargate Universe. Nine alien ships, they got us surrounded. Power weapons. I don't think that's the response they were looking for. They want us to handle the Chloe. Shut up, Stargate Universe, an original series, all new this Tuesday at 9, only on Sci-Fi. Thank you very much, Steve, for joining us. Pleasure as always. Would you like to give your contact information and podcast involvement? Everyone can get me at Midnight Shadow 7, that's night spelt N-I-T-E, and the number 7. And you can also get me at holosweetmedia.com with Dribbles and XC and Frack Stars. Excellent. As soon as you said the midnight thing, the song which popped into my head was carried away on the moonlight shadow. Haven't heard that in a while. Tune in next week for Trial and Error. But until then, I've been Mike. I've been Alan. I've been Steve. Take care. Bye-bye. 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 You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Bye-bye.